0: Pastors Larry and Tiz Huck welcome you to another Larry Huck Ministries podcast. We pray this teaching will fill you with God's wisdom, anointing, and revelation knowledge. Thank you for your prayers and faithful support. It's not a coincidence that we are celebrating Christmas Eve. Christmas during Shabbat. And I believe that God is saying to us this next year, God is going to birth into every one of our lives miracles and blessing and joy and health and peace. If you believe that, say amen. I really do. I, I'm looking at this and, and it's, a, it's a unique thing to have Christmas Eve and Christmas. Going into the Sabbath, the Sabbath, the Lord says, remember the Sabbath and keep it. Remember it and keep it. The Sabbath is Friday night to Saturday night. The Sabbath brings in, you know, Tiz and I are writing a book called Miracles by the Moment. What are some of the things that we experience with Lions' miracle healing, with Tiz's miracle healing? And one of the things that we know is a reason for miracles is because in our family, we keep the Sabbath. Every Friday night, we welcome in all of God's blessings for the rest of the week. The Sabbath is a window. And in that window, if we remember it on Friday night and Saturday, God releases all the blessings that he has stored up for us for the coming week. I believe tonight God is going to release not only blessings for the coming week, but God is going to release blessings for the coming year. This next year, and I'm not just saying this to be positive. I'm, I'm always a positive guy. The glass to me is always half full and getting fuller. People ask me, how are you doing? I said, I'm good and getting gooder. And I believe that. But this next year is going to be an amazing year. It's going to be a year of God's great, great blessing. You know, before we light the Sabbath candles, one of the things that we're taught on the Sabbath as we're getting ready to receive the blessings and the miracles and the joy and the peace and the prosperity for this whole next week The first thing we do, and we're not going to be able to do that because of the COVID stuff and all that, but you always have a Stedka box. And a Stedka box is that on Friday night, you put something away to be a blessing to somebody else. Um, It's usually around Christmas time that we take our family Stedka our family box, and our kids know people that have a need, and we what we've collected over the year, we give away. And at the end of the service, um, we'll have the ushers there. You're not allowed what you give on Friday, you're not allowed to keep for yourself. And it's God's way of saying, give and it shall be given unto you. You know, I was telling the guys in the back that I was debating whether I should teach tonight on communion, the Lord's Supper, or should I teach on the blessings of the Sabbath? And so I'm going to kind of combine them a little bit. But here's an interesting thought, is that if you read 1 Corinthians, when the Lord says tarry for one another, and... There's a quoting of Jesus from his teachings in Matthew, Mark, and and Luke, and it says, This is my body which is broken for you. It's an interesting thing that Jesus never said, This is my body which is broken for you. He never said that. Many scholars think that that was added to emphasize what Jesus went through at Calvary. But when Jesus did Passover... He didn't say, this is my body which is broken for you. He said, this is my body which is given for you. Amen. Given. And without getting too much detail, the Hebrew word they're given, means willfully given. Yeah. Happily given. Yeah. Not taken, Amen. but given. And I think about that on this Christmas Eve. For God so loved the world. He gave us a Savior, his only begotten Son. That's a lot of love. So when we think about Christmas tomorrow or tonight when you're around your tree or tomorrow when you're around your tree with your family, I want you to take a moment and think about as an individual. When I was a drug dealer, when I was a heroin, cocaine addict, putting a needle in my arm 10 to 12 times a day sometimes god loved me so much you know i told somebody the other day god never said go get cleaned up and then come this is a come as you are party come to the lord ask him into your heart serve him with all your heart he'll do the cleaning up he loves us so much he gave us a gift his only begotten son Amen. So normally at home, we would, the first thing we would do is give. We would give to put it aside to give away. When we receive the offering at the end, as you're leaving and the ushers are there, we're going to take this offering and send it to Israel. And we're going to help partner with the nation of Israel of bringing Ethiopian Jews to the land of Israel. I think that's a good Christmas gift for all of us. Amen. So the first thing we do, ladies, if you would stand with us, the first thing we would do is uh, light the Shabbat candles. The lady of the house lights two candles, and then if you're a single woman, you light one candle. Why the candles? Because as a believer, you are saying no matter how dark it gets out there, in our home, the light of God will always shine. Amen. And then there's a blessing, and our girls will say it in Hebrew, and if you know it in Hebrew, uh, say it along. But it is, uh, it is something that you do every Friday night, and you're making a statement. Maybe, maybe something in your life is going a little dark. Maybe even in your family, something's going a little dark. When you have the Lord, He is the light of the world. And remember darkness never pierces light light always pierces darkness amen another thing about a candle is no matter which way you bend it if I can take this one the flame of the candle represents your soul ancient Jewish wisdom says this is the light that God has put in you no matter how far it bends it always reaches up. Awesome. It always awesome. goes back to heaven. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Ladies, let's say the prayer. Melek Aholam, <laughs> shir kitzam bo mitzvotam, betzibenu le'ani ner shir Shabbat. Celebrating all that you've done for us. Father, we welcome in your Sabbath light, your promises, your blessings. And Father, as you bless us with your light, Lord, use us to be a light to the world, to the people, and bring hope and glory and honor to you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And all ladies said... Amen. Give the Lord a clap offering. You may be seated, ladies. Thank you. Now, the next thing you would do in Shabbat is you would go to the sink and you would take the cup and this is called al-natilat. The Bible says, lifting up holy hands without wrath unto the Lord. This is a time that if you... Are angry with someone, this is a great time to forgive them. You say, "Well, Pastor Larry," but you don't know what they did to me. I don't know. I don't know what they did to you. No, but I know what he did for us, and he forgave us. So, as we say this prayer and this blessing, it's a form of baptism, and what it's doing is as you as you. As you remember when a lot of times people think that baptism is uh, something that the Christian church came up with. Far from the truth. Baptism is rooted in the understanding of Judaism and the understanding of the supernatural. A lot of times people think baptism is Uh, This is what I was taught. I don't know what you were taught, but I was taught baptism is an outward sign of an inward work, that we go into the water, we're buried with Christ, our sins are left there, and we're resurrected. No. Because if that's what it was, Jesus wouldn't have needed to be baptized because Jesus was the sinless Lamb of God. What baptism is is remember when Nicodemus came to Jesus and he said, Jesus, how do you do these miracles? And Nicodemus said to the Lord, or or the Lord said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. And Nicodemus says, does a man enter a second time into his mother's womb? And he said, you're a leader of the Jews, you should understand this. What the teaching on baptism is, is the baptismal tank in Hebrew is called a mikvah. And a mikvah is the womb of the world. So when Nicodemus said to Jesus, do you enter a second time into your mother's womb? When a a woman is about to have a baby, what breaks? Water breaks. And then there's a physical birth in The understanding of scripture there is also a spiritual birth you're born of the water of a woman you're born of the water of the lord and so when you baptize when you are baptized and and you should be baptized at least once a year or every week when you wash your hands or every day if you if you like what you're doing when jesus went in the water what came on him the holy spirit because what it does is it breaks the limitations of this world. And you are born again without limitations. When a child is born, there are no limitations what that child can accomplish. When we are born again in the spirit, there are no limits. And so as, we, as I wash my hands, and we do this every Shabbat, or I do this when I study, or I do this when I get up in the morning, when you do this, what you're saying is this year, there will be no limitations on my life. Anything is possible. And that's especially true when we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus. Amen? So I'll do this for us. Baruch atah Adonai, Elohim melech ashir bo Al Nati Lat yadaim. Father, we lift up holy hands without wrath and without doubt, and we praise you. And we know that we enter into all that you accomplish from the birth to the resurrection. We enter into it. No limits on our lives this year. And all God's people said, amen. amen. Now, what we'd do then is we'd go and take the bread, and this is challah bread since it's Shabbat, And if you notice, and most of you know this, does everybody have their bread? Everybody got, if you don't have bread, I'll give you a piece. If you notice, there are two loaves of the challah bread. Now, if you look at the challah bread for Shabbat, the challah bread has basically three strands woven together. Those three strands represent the blessing of God from you the blessing of God from your neighbor, and the blessing of God from Almighty God. God can't do it without us. We can't do it without each other, and we need the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us. Amen? And it's reminding us that if we serve the Lord, there is a double portion. Now, let me just share this quickly, is that this represents the manna in which God provided the Israelites while they were 40 years in the desert. Every day, manna came. But the interesting thing is that if you were really serving the Lord, I mean, you're really serving the Lord. When you opened your tent flap, the manna was right there. You didn't have to work for it. That's why the prayer is who brings bread out of the ground. Bread doesn't come out of the ground wheat doesn't you have to grow the wheat you know but when you're really serving god he gives you handfuls on purpose if you're kind of serving god you got to walk a distance out to the desert to get it and it's not as tasteful but if you're not serving god hardly at all then you got to go way out there and a lot of it's full of sand and bugs and stuff and you got to clean it all up so it's way of god saying don't be stupid serve the lord now if you notice the halah on friday nights is covered and that is because if malachi god says i will rebuke the devourer for you there's no way you can do this we bind the devil we whatsoever we bind on earth but when it comes to devour so it doesn't do us any good if we uh, go two steps forward and three steps back financially God says, I will rebuke the devourer. And so the covering on the top and the covering on the bottom was symbolic. When the manna was given from heaven in the desert, it always had a dew on the bottom and it had a dew on the top. It was twofold. One is it protected it. if, If it's right by your tent, it protected it from all the bugs and from the heat. And so it wouldn't rot, but it also gave it flavor. Now, picture your most favorite food. You know, I love this. Well, picture that that food that you love came three times a day for 40 years. (laughs) I don't care what it is, it's gonna end up not being your favorite food anymore. But when God touched it, it literally became the flavor of whatever you wanted. You say, well, today I I want steak. And so the manna would taste like steak. And the kids would say, today I want the manna to taste like cotton candy. It would taste like cotton candy. Or you'd say, today I want it to taste like pepperoni pizza, kosher pepperoni pizza. Beef pepperoni. And so what God is saying is when you serve me, when you serve me, not only will I make it easier for you, but I'll give great flavor to your life. So this is where Jesus said, this is my body which is given for you. And you think about it, that the Hebrew word given, free will, with pleasure. And I want to encourage all of us to give our lives to Jesus with pleasure. Freely give. You know, he, he could make us serve him, but he won't. He said, come unto me, all you of the heavy laden, and I will give you rest. When Jesus was born in that manger, when Jesus was born, a Savior was born, not just someday to get us to heaven, but a Savior who would save us from whatever this world throws at us. Because he's not just come to get us to heaven. He's come to give us life and life more abundant. Do you receive it? So take your Do we actually have hala? Oh, man, not those nasty little wafers that we usually eat. I'll say the blessing over it. Baruch atah melech hamotzi Amen. Ooh, that's good. Then we would take the wine. And the wine is symbol symbolic of, one, the blood of Jesus... We overcome the enemy. We defeat the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. How many places Jesus shed his blood? Seven. Seven places Jesus shed his blood. In the garden, at the whipping post, crown of thorns, in his hands, in his feet, in his side, out came blood and water. And then he went to the gates of hell, stomped on the devil's forehead, and took the keys. Of victory and peace and happiness in life. He was wounded for our transgressions, but bruised for our iniquity. Just think when the Father gave us on Christmas our Savior, the whole purpose of Him being born was to die and be resurrected. That's a good God, that's a wonderful Savior. This also represents the covenant. The covenant is a promise that he'll always be there. Jesus himself said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. It's a covenant. Every place that Jesus shed his blood is a promise that the curse will be reversed and we'll walk in the victory of that blood. Amen. So take your cup. We'll say the blessing. Baruch Elohim Bare barei Hagafen Lakaim. And then in our homes and in every home, we will say a blessing over our sons, our grandsons, over our daughters and our granddaughters. And when we say this blessing, and every, every home that remembers the Sabbath says this blessing. When we say this blessing, what I want you to understand is what you're doing is you're prophesying over your sons, your grandsons, you're prophesying over your daughters and your granddaughters. Doesn't matter how you see them Physically. When you say these words, you need to see them as God sees them in the future. The first thing we pray for is our sons. And we say, if, if, if in our home, I'd say, Father, now we, I pray for Luke, and I pray for Brandon, and I pray for Asher and Yehuda, and I pray for Lion, and I pray for Katie's future husband and the reason why you do that is you are prophesying you, we all want our sons and our daughters to be married we want we want them to marry the right ones amen. Amen. amen and we've been saying this since they were born since they were first born so i would say father we pray over luke we pray over brandon we pray over asher we pray over yehuda we pray over lion we pray over katie's future husband And we thank you that they are like ephraim and manasseh now ephraim and manasseh are heroes of the bible they were brothers one of the most important things is they were brothers who weren't in competition with each other like cain and abel they were brothers who served god when it wasn't easy to serve god they were brothers who would not bow down to this world and so you're speaking over your sons and your grandsons, that they are already like Ephraim and Manasseh, that they are young men or even small boys that will grow up being leaders in the kingdom of God. And let's, let's pr- let, we pray that all of your sons, your grandsons are serving God. But let's say, God forbid they're not, you are prophesying, calling those things which are not as though they were when the Bible says we're made in the image of God what does that mean that we look like God God's a spirit God God doesn't have a body when it says we're made in the image of God what that means is is that we speak things into existence that's why the Bible says put a guard on your mouth don't don't say anything Uh, uh, and by the way you, you, you should always speak positive words Always, Say amen. amen. But you are forbidden to speak anything negative once we've lit those candles for 24 hours. You can't complain. Amen. You can't talk about the bills. You can't talk about... The bills you can only talk about Jehovah Jireh being your provider because we're we're the Sabbath is a holy time. It's a it's a holy time in in a holy place in time, and so you're not allowed to say anything negative because everything you say during the Sabbath is multiplied. So you can't talk about uh, I didn't get the gift I wanted, or uh, I burnt the roast, or whatever you're cooking tomorrow. You can only say positive things. And so you are saying over your sons that they will be like someday, or maybe even today, they will be like Ephraim and Manasseh. Can I have an amen? Amen. Speaking those things into existence. And then you'd pray over your daughters. And I would say, Father, I pray over Anna, and I pray over Katie. And I pray over Jen, and I pray over Aviva Shalom, and I pray over Asher and Judah's future wives, and we thank you that they are like Rebecca, Sarah, Rachel, and Leah. Now, I don't know why the women have twice as many people to admire that men do. Maybe because women are more, more holy than men. But you're speaking over your daughters, and you are saying, you're calling those things into existence. May all of our daughters and all of our granddaughters be like Rebecca and Sarah and Rachel and Leah, and you are prophesying over their destiny. Amen? And then we close it with a big meal, and we celebrate, and as we eat the meal, and you to eat as much as you want and everything you want... We bind all the calories and put them on all of John's boys because they're all playing football and they need the weight. Amen? So may this Sabbath launch us into next year that will be the most amazing year of your life so far. Because when the Messiah returns, we're not going home with a moan. We're going out with a shout. We're going out the head and not the tail. We're going out the lender, not the borrower. We're going out a glorious bride without spot and without wrinkle. Truly, our best is yet to come. Would you stand to your feet with me and give the Lord a clap offering one more time and thank him. Come on, take a moment and thank him for the birth of our Lord and Savior. Amen. Where's our worship team? Are they coming out? And Okay. This next year, no more COVID. Let's get past the COVID. Let's get past all the economic crisis and let's let Jesus rule and reign in our lives. Amen. Do you have a closing song, Brandon? Yes, we do. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, come let us adore. more time would you uh, keep singing guys as we sing it one more time would you lean over and light your neighbor's candle symbolically that we are the light of the world and as the lord has lit our light we now have the privilege and honor of lighting someone else amen let's sing it out Heavenly Father, we thank you that you loved us way before we loved you. You loved us so much that you sent your only begotten son, Jesus, to pay the price for all of our sin, to give us a life more abundant, to have someone When things are going well or things are not going so well that we can come boldly before your throne. Father, we ask that you touch every home, every family with joy and peace, health, happiness, and prosperity. Father, we thank you for all that you've done for us and through us this last year. But, Father, we ask you to use us in an even greater way this next year. Use us to stand up for the name of Jesus. Use us to build the kingdom of God. And use us to stand for the land and the people of Israel. And we will always and forever give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said Merry Christmas.